listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. You are now listening to Unspoken Words Podcast. Yeah! What we shall say for the people Unspoken Words! Episode 163, the sign that Come you on. should focus your mind on Here manifesting your personal growth and development episode. I know hey oh I need hey oh I need oh I need I know how to hey ah hey I know how to hey ah too hey ah need Happy birthday to you hey no one hey need Happy birthday hey oh I need Happy birthday We lost about half of our, our listeners <laughs> They already turned us off They already turned us off That's great, these guys Those guys <laughs> sang about five different prayer songs <laughs> We contain multitudes <laughs> And a happy birthday song to boot yes. We contain multitudes We're all relatives that was for all our relations for the holiday the season for <laughs> singing happy birthday to jesus every time i every time i hear that all my relations i always listen or i always think of that one on um what's that one oh nutty professor <laughs> wow well, that old woman when he was dressed up, they remember they're sitting around their table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's talking about, yeah, we used to have relations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Cletus. Come on, Cletus. Come on, with your badass. And he's talking about the relations and all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Come on, Cletus. Come on, Cletus. Isn't that funny? I mean, not funny. That's crazy that he was the actor in all of those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like one actor, one of the best to do it. Well, yeah, yeah like on um, uh, one of our favorites, uh, Coming to America. Yeah, he was even that white dude. Yeah, that old white dude. Yeah, your mama called him Cash. I'ma call him Cash. Yeah, ah ha. Oh, mama called him Clay. I'ma call him Clay. Ah ha. Ah ha. He does that joke at the end. Right on. So over here to my left, fall away from hell, Jesus, number 83 in a place to be, the pod Gotti. And he ain't even trying to preach. Randy B. Say showed up. Hello to everybody except the hardened Bulldogs. Uh-huh. Except the hardened Let's Bulldogs. Let's go Lions. <laughs> Hey, and over here to my right, all the way from Baba Nine. No, nine, no, nine, no. He is your ace, hoe and one shooter, JC McGavin. Your favorite Indian, say Shoda. To all my relations. Who are wow. having relations. Oh! Before. <laughs> hey, and you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. <laughs> hey! Uh-huh. Oh, was that was that clappable? Yeah. Very clappable. Always clappable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Episode <Hey>. one sixty three. <laughs> Hola. Hola. Easy now. Hey, tonight is or today is the first episode in December. 
December. December to remember. One day uh. before per cap day. Uh-huh. One day before a we wish our day. Uh-huh. Per snaps. Per snabitas. Uh-huh. Direct deposit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder if they'll get there, huh? Probably not. Always going to land checks. Toby, Toby has a has a friend who's crow, and he was like, um, you know, he's always asking, what does this mean? What does that mean? Yeah. And I would say, well, say this back. But anyway, yeah. I told him, yeah, we always get per cap on April, August, and December 10th. Yeah. And so he's always, hitting, you know, talking to that girl. And she goes, how do you know all this stuff? Whoever's telling you all our secrets needs to stop. Goes, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Let me borrow 20 tomorrow. Let me borrow 20. That's what he was saying. <laughs> let's, borrow, let's borrow a couple bucks then. <laughs> so I told him, next time you you know you contact her, or text her, or whatever. I said, tell her it's tell her it's two eighty. Is it? No. Oh, I was say what? <laughs> oh, God, well, he, me I, I guess he did. And she she must have got back to him right away and said, uh, no, it's not. It's two hundred. My <laughs> uncle's chairman. My uncle's chairman, and I was there when he signed his checks. I was there, and he made his posts. He always posts it now on Facebook. I was the one that posted for him. <laughs> I run his account. <laughs> I got the password. I don't know why when I did that girl's voice, it was very deep. Maybe that's the kind of girl she is. <laughs> uh, maybe she's a tomboy. Maybe she's just traditional like that. Oh yeah. Oh. Maybe she just smokes too many cigarettes. Uh-huh. Ah, those misties. Those misty one twenties. That's the kind of cigarettes my mom smokes. For real? Yeah, still some? Well, I don't know. Last time I saw they must. Yeah, those real long, skinny man. <laughs> and hey, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna knock anything because I remember when I was drinking, I used to go in there and steal her cigarettes. So, oh yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I remember one of my buddies growing up. His mom like kept cartons of those. That's how my grandma was when I lived with my grandma and I first started smoking. Yeah, man, I'd wait till she would, you know, be getting ready, and then I'd freaking sneak up into the into the kitchen. Yeah. And she had a cigarette case, and man, I'd pull them out and I'd take two. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd run back downstairs. <laughs> be smoking because we lived in a big old house, you know, yeah, those, yeah. Tri- those tribal houses. It was just me and her. And I opened up my window and smoked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, that, that reminds me too. Uh, me and my sister, Vina, we were, when we were kids, uh, we, went, we went out to the vehicle mm-hmm. and we found some, some snipes, some cigarette butts, and we started puffing on those. And, she goes, you want another one? And I was like, yeah. She goes, I know where there's a whole bunch. And she snuck into our grandparents' room and she grabbed my grandpa's pack of cigarettes. And <clears throat> so I was sitting in the living room waiting for her. Everybody was sitting there and she comes walking out. She said, come on, let's go. And when she went to wave me on, man, she dropped them right in, front of every, <laughs> right in the living room floor. <laughs> and man, my grandpa jumped up out of his chair and he grabbed her and took her. In the, I never saw her the rest of that day. Oh. Oh. She, 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 I thought she was going to grab one She dropped the whole pack <laughs> So needless to say We didn't smoke for a while after that Yeah, We had to keep it sacred <laughs> yeah. We were like freaking eight Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I thought, Did I share it on the Yeah no Yeah stealing cigarettes is crazy <laughs> I got whipped yeah me and, my, me and my brother got whipped man Oh and you guys had to smoke the whole cigarettes yeah, right Yeah to smoke my dad's oh, cools yeah, okay. bro See I yeah my family uh, Smoked menthols yeah. My grandma smoked misties and my dad smoked cools Um But yeah we got caught man All I remember was like dog there used to be just choke cherry trees Like where we lived out by the Coal shed Uh huh. 
And dog, all we saw was my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that time she got the hands, but I just got the, yeah, cussed out. But like I said, I never, I don't think I saw her the rest of that day after that. Dang. There's a picture out there my family has. I don't know who has it, one of my sisters or my siblings, but yeah, you Mm. see me in there crying with the Michael Jackson pants. Or MC Hammer, <laughs> MC Hammer pants, yeah, yeah. yeah those oh, were crying on man. the couch eh, with a cigarette in my hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Eight years old with the Polaroid, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You need to find that one, bro. Yeah. Post that on your Facebook. Heck oh, no, no. <laughs> put that on your Instagram. You gotta bro. do that. I gotta do that. No, I remember like because my dad smoked cools too back in the day, and um, like <clears throat> uh, like the month of June, somebody they started selling fireworks like in May yeah. on the res. Yeah. Uh, so like that whole month, you're lighting fireworks, bottle rockets, firecrackers, and stuff, and we'd run out of uh, punks. Yeah. So my dad would light a cigarette and give it to us, and we'd go outside, and then we'd go outside and smoke it and light our bottle rockets yeah. and stuff. <laughs> you get caught? Nah. Never got caught smoking. Mm. I don't think so. I, I think you'd probably remember if you did, because nah, yeah, it's it's traumatic. It's probably, yeah, it is traumatic, yeah. man. <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> I think. One of the most traumatic memories of getting disciplined was when uh, I cussed. Oh. I said the B word. I said, huh. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said the B word because I heard um, my older siblings saying it, cousins and stuff. And, uh, man, I, they washed my mouth out with soap, with a bar of soap. Literally. Oh, you literally. Got the, you got the Ralphie treatment, huh? Yeah. I didn't have to sit there and have it in my mouth like he did. They just, like, took me to the bathroom. My mom... She like held, held held the back of my shirt and like made me go to sink and made me turn on the faucet and she said, All right, stick out your tongue and open up your mouth and I did, man. She just like scraped my tongue with that bar of soap. Rebuke those demons, huh? Man, I just remember there's like Lens. soap on the back of my teeth. <laughs> and hey. I was just like, ah. What kind was it? It was uh Irish style. Dial. Like that, yeah. Like those yellow ones? The yellow ones, huh? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, it was a white one. Oh. Because I had, like, skinny shoes, so I had to use, like, non-scented and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it was terrible. I remember I just sat there on the, on the throne, and I was crying. Oh, man. I do that all the time. <laughs> oh, I mean, wait. Never mind. <laughs> on the TMI. throne? But I never, I never yeah. cussed again. But I can see until, how that worked out for you, though. Until later. Or? Yeah, like, and then cuss again until, like, I was probably, like, in high school in front of them or around them. Speaking of your mom, I keep running into her at breakfast time. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> when you said, hey, I ran into your mom over here at the Western Emporium. And I said, oh, yeah, she likes to day drink after breakfast. <laughs> I, I, I texted him back. I said, well, I wasn't going to say anything, but you already know, I guess. So. <laughs> Yeah, if you know my mom, she's like furthest thing from drinker. <laughs> but yeah, I was running to her and uh, your brother over there having the. We always we always hit the we always hit the buffet because that's what I get to. Yeah, on uh, is that on the weekends? Yeah, mm. nice. Yeah, no, that used to be. Yeah, that buffet is good over there. So before I forget, yeah, ask us. Okay, check this out. I'm not gonna set it up or anything. We'll we'll get into the. Hot dogs. Specific specifics later. Hot dogs. I'm just gonna <laughs> glizzies. <laughs> glizzies. <laughs> oh man, footers. <laughs> hey, okay. Well, Glizzy. Side note. Okay, so I was talking to my daughter. Yeah. Uh, not last night, but the night before, and I don't know that word. Oh, 
Because, you know, she she was talking about, we were talking about all this new slang that keeps coming up. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't last very long. Yeah. But when I said uh, glizzies, and she was like, oh, yuck, don't say that. And I was like, why? It's a, it's a hot dog. And she goes, I know, but it means other things, too. <laughs> and I just felt just bad. Like, okay, what am I exa- What exactly am I trying to say to my little girl here? Like, <laughs> She just kind of looked at me. Don't say that. Because <laughs> it, it means something else. Or I can't remember how she put it, but man, I felt just kind of. Yeah. Felt dirty. Felt dirty. <laughs> felt like I violated a trust there. <clears throat> but anyway, so I'm going to ask you this question. Have you guys ever ever heard a native person saying or say that they sang or sing heya okay i'll give you an example when i'm with my kids we sing heya no i i say it jokingly like i say it like i'll just say like if i'm if it's like somebody from my family and like hey um what are you doing Monday at like four, between four and six or whatever? And I'm like, oh, I'm teaching Hayas over at Lincoln Center. Okay, so you know, you've heard that before then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a joke, yeah. yeah. As a joke. Yeah. As a joke. Okay, because when I first, okay, so now we'll put it into context. Okay. So I was at work and my coworker was uh, telling me, you know, she, she plays an instrument, she plays a guitar. And so I was like, well, do you sing? And then she kind of went into this thing about how they, they were singing a Christmas carol. And she said, oh, me and this one girl, we, we sang the, I guess, the English parts. And then there was uh, a native girl there that she, she mentioned. And she was singing, hey, y'all. <laughs> and, and that made me laugh, dude. That yeah. cracked me up. I was like, she, what? What the hell is that even me? What? She was, and I understood it, what, yeah, she, yeah. what she said. I, I mean, I got what she meant, but I mm-hmm. never heard that. And I started laughing, dude. <laughs> and I was like, what does that even mean? Uh, hey, uh. And she goes, you know, singing, hey, uh. <laughs> and I was like, "Is that even a thing?" Was she being serious? Yeah, she was she serious. Native? Huh. No, uh, she's she's non-native. Okay, but singing the hey yeah, singing the, and but I was like, "What? Where did you even hear that?" And she said that those the girls, the native girls that she she's hung around with, that's how they say it. I, I mean, in conversation, like when you say it like that, like when you're talking about a song, like I've heard that used, but with an s at the end. Hey, so this is the hey us. This is where you sing the hey us, and then you sing the words here. But see that that uh, that make. I mean, that's how that's how I've been heard. Not hey Yeah, that but, sounds like a Bastila thing. Yeah. See, and okay, and then all right, I turned around and I went back to the back, and I and by you know by then, I, man, I had tears in my eyes because I thought it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. But um, I went and asked Toby, and I did, I did the same thing. I didn't put it into context. I just asked him that question straight out. And he kind of looked at me and he goes, it sounds kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, but kind of like how you just kind of, yeah, yeah. it sounds kind of bashed you that, right? Yeah. But, and I, you know, but this, gr- this girl that my coworker, she, she says that that's, she got that from other natives, from other native girls saying that. Like, oh, and I was back home, I used to uh, sing Hey Out with my kids. Mm. And that, <clears throat> that man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that sounds like. I mean, that's kind of how this younger generation is. Remember, they don't finish the words and they double them up and stuff like that. It's believable. Still, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see that. I could see. But it's okay. Because, well, like, exactly sometimes young. when you hear, when I hear the way these, uh, you hakes, these kind of northern tribes, when they're talking and, like, the way they use their slang and stuff, it almost sounds like, like it's coming from a white person, but it's coming from them. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Not all of them, not everything they say, but some things. Like I jokes. Like jokes. When I first heard that, I was like, that sounds like what a white person would say. I jokes. I don't know, like, but I think I heard that one. I heard before, and that one sounds that one sounds kind of resy. because like I, I heard like it when one. I was like an eighth grader, and I went to a church camp, and there's like all these kids from like all the reservations in Montana, and we were at this one camp, church camp, and that's where I first heard it. I heard a girl say "I jokes," and I was like, "What?" Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like I a what a white person would say. Grass? Yeah. yeah. Or as or as they just say jokes. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why that that made me laugh so hard because I I, I never heard anybody and then maybe it was from the person that was delivering it and she yeah, was yeah, yeah. completely sincere in repeating something that she heard. Yeah. And I, I was like, don't maybe don't, she don't heard say that. Don't say that. Maybe yeah. the people that she heard it from were saying it as a joke, but she took it as, literal, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we always, really yeah, we really don't have a word for that. The hey yeah. We don't like, okay. So, we don't have like a term for that. So like, okay. And when I was thinking about it, like if you, if you were to come and tell me, say, Hey, meet me at, meet me at Rocky. We'll, we'll sing with these guys. Yeah. I knew it. But, but I, if you would have said, Hey, meet me at Rocky and we'll go. Hey, out with these guys. I would have laughed. Yeah, I would have laughed at you. Like I would have laughed at Cause like, like, we don't have a term for that. Like I've heard people like non-native say like, Oh, I just really enjoy your guys' chanting. Chanting. Like, yeah. What? What? Yeah, and I remember um, somebody uh, non-native. That's they uh, when I was talking about it. Yeah, I was singing um, singing Heya, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, you mean those chants?" And I just kind of got offended, almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? It's not. That's not what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've heard that one before. Chants. Because like those Buddhist monks, they do their chants. They're set up exactly like how we sing our heyas. Yeah. There's a lead, and then there's the pickup where everybody sings the lead, and then you go into the song, sing the verse, repeat it, and then there's another lead. <clears throat> That's how they do like their chants. Like exact, starts, right? Yeah, there's the exact same setup as our heyas. Okay. <clears throat> another thing, too, is like uh, these non-natives call like our drum practice. We call it drum practice. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go p- drum practice. If you say that to a native, like we all know what that is, mm-hmm. but they call it drum circle, and that's kind of when I first heard that. I was like, "What? What's drum circle?" But in their mind, we're sitting around the drum in a circle, in a circle, having practice. Sacred so they just call it drum circle. See, and and I don't know, man. Like if I heard a native say that, I would automatically assume that they were joking around. Yeah. Or they're like really urbanized or something. Yeah, yeah. But the the whole hey, uh, I've never heard it. I've never heard that. I mean, I think I I, I have probably. I mean, I had to have. But I I probably heard it in a um, joking type. joking type way. But I but but the sincerity and the and you know the way she said it, she was just like, yeah. She this girl sang the hey, uh, yeah. She was singing hey. Uh, yeah, that sounds that like... That was her way of trying to connect with you Yeah, on uh, a deeper level, like she's a native ally. She's an ambassador. <laughs> ambassador. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I'll, I'll accept that. We we need as many ambassadors as we can get, but... <laughs> yeah, I think, like, singing Heya, drum circle, and, like, we're going to go beat on the tom-tom. Like, oh, all those things oh, are, like, on the same kind of... 
insensitive. level. Well, that uh, doesn't sign like Toby said. That does not sound kind of racist. That sounds really racist. Beat on the tom tom. Yeah. Get out your tommy hawk. No, I say we're that gonna like sit a in a drum circle, the... beat on the tom tom, and sing hey uh. That's how you got to say it. That's how you got to say that it. That reminds me of like Man <laughs> of the House, right? <laughs> yeah. Remember Man, Man of the House was like Jonathan, uh, whatever his name is. Like Lizama? Uh, from uh, Home Improvement. Remember that middle kid? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, remember he was on that movie called Man of the House or whatever, and then they went like on this Boy Scout trip or something, and then him and Chevy Chase were. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can remember that. Like they got like native stuff, but there was like the stuff that you buy at like a trading post with the red feather. And- yeah. So I remember his uh, squats in the bush. Yeah, like how they like totally butchered the culture. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched that um, Real Engines yet? I've watched. Yeah, after after the last time you mentioned that, I went home and watched it, and it dog. There's a lot of similar. Like I don't know. Okay, but did you get to the part where he went to that camp? I probably did. I don't. All those those white. Well, I don't want to say white boys because that's. I don't want to white guys. Those. Caucasian young gentlemen, non-natives, non-native white but kids. Man, I it's it's tough to describe, but basically they had this camp and they set them into different groups or tribes. Yeah, and they were using like this that poster board paint that you would give to little kids. Yeah, and smearing it on their bodies, and they were all they would they would like you know um I guess they were sitting at their separate tables, mm-hmm. and then they would all jump up and they would start repeating these. I don't even chance. want to call them chants. chants. They were just basically like cheers. Yeah. And one, like the head guy would say, oh, we're the fighting Sioux. And then the other guys would join in and say something. It's horrible, dude. Yeah. It is just horrible. Mm. Like, man, you talk but about. they're honoring us. You talk about butchering the culture, man. These people are. You're supposed to be feel honored. <laughs> it's just a disconnect that gets me right because there's no intention by non-natives in doing that to even learn our culture. So that's like what bothers me, you know, like, like the whole like stereotyping of like natives, like rather than ask a native, mm-hmm. they go off of what they observe. Yeah, I know. And that is what irks me, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, you guys no, shouldn't no. feel hurt. You should feel honored. I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> cringe dog See, that's, that's what the kids say it's cringe cringe that's definitely cringe that's right cringe there. right there but um yeah Feel honored so i just I honored just, not cringed I, I, and <laughs> honored not cringed episode <laughs> and if you're out there you're listening hit us up on facebook email whatever what do you think about that have you ever heard that term have you ever used it because i want to get as many people like i've never heard that yeah. And when I did, it made me laugh. Like I was cracking up, dude. I thought that was the funniest thing. Yeah. Cause it just sounds that's right up there with regalia. Like <laughs> I just cannot connect with that. We're gonna go yeah. send some hayas. Yeah, I think I mean regalia is the last resort. You know, because like with other natives I'll say outfit. Yeah. Outfit. That's why I say outfit. Outfit, but then like with um Non-natives, I'll say regalia, because then at least they know what I'm talking about. Well, see, then you're no man. Say outfitting. What do you mean outfitting? Well, I'm talking about my dancing stuff. Yeah, you know my Native American costume, my costume, <laughs> <laughs> all my bells and feathers, all my bells and whistles. 
Oh my bells and whistles. We're going to a powwow. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good, good time. (laughs) We're going to the powwow. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Need your rattle. I know, man. We're going to rattle up. That part is crazy, like. That guy's like, we're going to the powwow. And then that lady in the background, powwow. And then they pan over and they have like one little Daniel Boone dancer. <laughs> you know the one that gets me? Have you, have you seen that? Um, remember he's at a legitimate powwow? Uh, you remember that comedian, that native comedian, Tito? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember he's really... Uh, it's like legit power, and then they're, they're singing, and then the camera view goes wider, and then he's standing in the corner, and he's dancing kind of like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't like seen that one. Like he's into it or something. Man, I got to find that video. I was telling somebody else about that. But yeah, the camera, like it goes from the drum, and then it yeah. like pans out, <laughs> and then like he comes into view, and then he's kind of sitting there dancing like all Just like swaying. Feminine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's crazy. He's funny, man. He's a good one. I remember that one. Uh, he's sitting there and he's at the drum by himself and he's singing. <laughs> yeah. And then here, like, all these drum hoppers come and they're trying to sit with him and sing with him. And he pushes them and hits their drumsticks away. And he's like, by myself. And he starts singing. <laughs> I'm singing by myself. <laughs> so, how about this then? Um, what would you say? I think so. Hot dogs. For Glizzies. sure. Glizzies? All uh, right. Okay. Glizzies. Weenies. What would you say to, Red weenies. to describe? Ballerina on the weena. On the weena. Yeah. <laughs> Elf, I, as soon as I, when, when I read that, it said, Elf on a Shelf, I present this to you or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought about it for a second. Ah. Ballerina <laughs> on a weena. On the weena. You're a weena. <laughs> weena. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't go. I'm a wiener. It reminds me of those old school, old school callers. Yeah. Get a pack of wieners. <laughs> Get those weenies. Yo, I know. Why did the older generation call them that? Well, because it probably wasn't a bad thing. I mean, yeah. see, that's, that goes back to this whole thing about me taking words back, right? Yeah. Like, I'm taking my, like, squirt. That was my, I think that was the original one. Yeah. It's good pop. And I'm taking back, um, Oh shoot! There's a there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, moist. Yeah. Um. I I could keep going. You trying to get us banned, bro? <laughs> How am I going to get you banned by saying balls? What kind of balls? See why 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 should why should I specify when I say you see them see them those those nice balls over there? <laughs> why why <laughs> why? I know we're just classically conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about ass? Yeah, right. Like what what about I said, ass. I said, look at that ass over there, and then you turn around and there's a donkey. Or I would think like a jerk, yeah. or, or a jerk. I mean, even that too. Like, why does it got to be a negative thing? Why can't it just be a donkey? Yeah, think about it. A, it's a jackass. Look at that. Dang. Like that. You know, some guy. He must work out. (laughs) Some guy leading his donkey on the side of the road and say, that guy's got a nice ass. 
<laughs> Look at that jackass. Okay, that that might have been a bit much right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been a bit much. But, but you get my Moving point. right along. <laughs> okay. No, I, I don't know. I think it's just where you're from. and Oh, no, I, I, I get it. I just, yeah. you know me, I like to... I like to stir the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I think it's just like some terms that you're not used to because, like, when you say ass, man, I go, like, dad mode. Like, if my kid said that, I'd be like, what? What'd you say? You know? Yeah. Ass. Okay. Yeah. I think, like, me and Randy are probably, like, dad mode because, like, whenever we hear a customer, like, what? Who said that? Yeah, no, for real. Um, Except for when I say it. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm the only one that can cuss in this house. Just kidding. No, my kids, I already give them the talk. When they're 18, they can talk however they want, but as long as they're living in the house, there's no no foul talk. Mm-hmm. So when you're an adult, making your own money, you got your own spot, man, you can talk however you want. Yep. Yeah, and I think we're going right back into the episode two. <laughs> oh, yeah, because... Yeah, the cussing episode. We should do a cussing two. Cussing part two. Because, like, there's some words that I, like, used all the time when I was a kid that I do not use and I will not use, like, to describe stuff, like, shorties. Yeah. I don't say shorties. You guys remember, like, shorties, like, gym shorts. Oh, trunks. shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Shorties. You guys say shorties when you guys were kids? That sounds kind of like, like, um, feminine. Yeah, because, yeah. like, I mean, I don't say that now, but, like, growing up, that's what we called gym shorts with shorties. Shorties, yeah. I get, yeah. Yeah. But, it, but like. Even, it, like, the no-show socks, we call them booties. Oh, yeah, booty, booty socks. Yeah, booty socks. What do they call them now? No-show. No-show. <clears throat> no-show socks. Like, because, <clears throat> like, um, I said that to my son a couple of years ago. I said, how come, I said, how come you don't like to use the the booty socks? And he busted out laughing. He said, what the hell are booty socks? I didn't say what the hell. He said, what are booty socks? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I was like, They're, oh, the no-show, the no-show. I said, that's all we wore back in the day. Like for to play ball. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of music do you guys listen to with the kids? Um, Nothing but AM 730. No, for real, like what is, what, what is that? It's the uh, Christian station on oh. AM radio. That's what I grew up on. No, um, right wing radio. No, I, I most of the time in my car, I just got like uh, it's the radio. We just got Caleb on. That's it. Okay, that's all I got playing on there. Um, but I have the Bluetooth, and like I'll turn on like some Christian jams and stuff like that, or some reggae or the Hayas. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then like I got. I found some playlists like with '90s hip hop, like clean version. Yeah, so I'll play that, and I'll let them play their music, but the clean versions. Yeah, no, it trips me out because my daughter's kind of like me. I'm a hip hop head. Yeah, and <clears throat> I know I'm a little biased, but like, I don't believe in filtering it. But then at the same time, like when I, like last night on our way home, like my daughter's naming these Eminem songs. I'm like, man, what you know about Eminem, girl? Yeah. You know, but that's kind of something like just seeing her like come into her taste. I guess I'm like appreciating it and just kind of appreciating the growth of my daughter. But also, I don't want her to be rocking the music that I thought was cool back then. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? So, okay, well, my oh, kids, I play country too. Yeah. Rock, whatever. I, mean, I listen to a lot. So. My, my kids are grown. 
but I and looking back, like I I listen to basically everything that I listen to now. I didn't really play a lot of music around them. Like unless we were in the car, it was always you know we didn't have the stereo or you know CDs. We was always listening to the radio. Yeah, I know when they're cruising with my dad. If you're cruising with like my dad, then you're listening to Willie's Country Roadhouse or something. You know that old yeah. school stuff. Yeah. So that, and and but I guess bringing it back today, and you know they're all grown. Like my daughter um, Leilani. When we were cruising around, she said, "Can I play something?" And I said, "Go ahead." And she was playing, you know, music that I haven't heard, and it was all right. But every once in a while, she would play one that I listened to. Like she, she's into Motley Crue. Yeah, and she you knows she obviously. I, I think she. I don't know. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I. She. Oh, she played a Megadeth song. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, man, Megadeth for real? This one, holy cow! <laughs> you know. And then she was playing all this, you know. But her taste is, is I mean, it's like mine. Like it was all over. Yeah, so I appreciate that. So I mean, like, you know, I guess that's that's like me too. Like, I I love music though. Like, but my preferred music is hip hop, right? And I really yeah. like I dissect like the lyric, like you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. dissect the song. I get the, it. The style, the cadence, like you know stuff like that. But I think like my favorite music of all time, like listening to, is like oldie music. Like what I've been listening to is uh, "Old Mother of Mine." Mm. You know, uh, the Temptations version, but I can't find the one, like the version of that one that I love the most is the one on the Temptations miniseries. You know, oh, mother of mine. And then, like, the more I start researching. I keep crying. Yeah, like, the the more that I research, like. Whoa, mama. yeah, Yeah, like, the more that I researched that song, I found out that those actors. Yeah were actually actually saying the original like that was their voice oh wow nice and the way that like they seamlessly like sang and you know like the transition was from paul to eddie like was crazy on that one yeah like and i love that version but i can only find that version on youtube yeah so i've downloaded like three different songs on that but but yeah i I get back to like i love all music like i'm not just locked in on hip-hop but when i do listen to hip-hop i listen to it at a different level it's kind of like and it's probably that producer's ear that you got yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like and it it does go back to like audio right yeah almost like you're trained to yeah because it's like i notice like different like you know oh they did this like the reverb or like you know like yeah if they layered the song or like yeah, I just listened to like how it was recorded, you know, yeah. and it, it kind of sucks. It's like a gift and a curse. I true, get it. True, like true, you, true. So on one on one hand, you want to enjoy the song, but you can't help but analyze it. Yeah, too, right? yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> but I say all that to say, like, man, to see my daughter like coming into this point of like appreciating music. Like the other day, I didn't know who this artist was. She's like, "Oh, SZA," and I like looked at the YouTube video. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. And then, yeah but no that's cool i think um my daughter's been playing a lot of swift taylor swift taylor swift yeah yeah she went to that uh they had like a concert that they were putting that was in the theaters yeah and she went to that with some of her friends okay and so she's been listening to a lot of that um <clears throat> my boy he's like hip-hop anything hip-hop like the day's artist and stuff yeah but he likes to he likes to old jam some of that the Wheezy Cash Money Records, yeah. Drake, Young Money. Like he'll play that when I let him play music. Um, and then we got when it's just me and him. I go, we'll, we'll, we'll turn, we'll listen to some explicit stuff. Yeah, you know, so I'm showing him Tupac and 
Why well, he's been listening to Tupac and Bone Thugs and stuff. <clears throat> a little bit of Wu Tang, but he don't like he don't like it. He don't like the Wu Tang. Like uh, uh-uh. It's like um, I don't know, I think it's too like like I remember I liked the beats and like the like the cadences and yeah. stuff and like how they came in aggressive. But it wasn't until I was like older, like twenties that I really like listened to the lyrics and like understood and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, I had no right re- <laughs> I had you know no business listening to this as a fourteen year old. You know who I really love, bro, on that <laughs> aspect and who we really like for me, like I never thought. Yeah. But E forty and too short. Yeah, I think I I got, I got a lot more appreciation for E forty these days. Dog, like when they like if you break down like what they're saying, mm-hmm. they're basically giving their audience the keys to their success. Mm-hmm. Like they're basically telling them like, dog, get out of the street and learn to hustle the right way. Yeah. Like uh remember too short, like what's that one song I know I'm Getting forgetting. It. Uh, yeah, getting it's good too, but like oh. how he he talks about he goes I got FedEx and faxes. Like he's talking about like the taxes that he pays and the way that he's built it up into a business. Mm. Like they've, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. then like for me, like from a business standpoint, I'm like, damn. Like back in the day, I thought this was like what I thought it was back then is not even what I think it is now. Yeah. Because now the business mind is like, okay. I see what he's saying. How does that apply to what we're doing? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's so like, for me, it's like it gets. It's ba- he's basically giving game out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, on how to create a business and and run it successfully from a minority standpoint. For sure, for sure, and and that's <clears throat> one of the things I like about music too is like how we can all listen to the same song, but we can all have three different interpretations. Yeah what it means, how it makes us feel, you know? So, um, oh, I was, I was talking to my mom last night and I was telling her about that, that thing that I got, um, yeah. that, uh, vocal processor. Yeah. And, and she said, well, she, I, she was telling me about somebody who met Merle Haggard one time and Merle Haggard mm. said, it's not the person singing, it's the song that they're singing that makes it, Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that makes it like that. So, in other words, like okay, so you're not gonna, there's not going to be too many Whitney Houston's or Aretha Franklin's or you know people like that that come around, mm-hmm. like just have that voice. Yeah. And when I was looking up, like you know, singing and 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 um, things like that, one of the guys said, one of those vocal coaches said, the only reason why singers are singers is because they have the balls to be. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I was telling you guys, I come in here and I sing I just karaoke by myself because it's fun, dude. It's, just, yeah, yeah. it's a release. I like it. It's it's interesting. But, I mean, you know, that being said, it's like, you know, it, it's it, music is out there for everybody. That's why I like it. I think it would be dope, like, to invest into, like, a vocal coach, right? Because mm-hmm. bad music is, like, something that... Bro, like we like we can be eighty, ninety years old still singing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like for the pleasure, like because that's a coping mechanism, bro. Yeah. And I think that's where uh, that I mean, because I do it all I mean, I do I've been doing it probably maybe all my life, just like even today, like walking around work, I'm always singing stuff and I'm making uh, up my own words. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're silly, sometimes they're, you know, trying to get deep. 
But yeah, like, no, like I think that's the creativity bug, bro. Like yeah. that, that's, that's why, like, yeah. especially like because of what we do, right? Like, but like for me, like I love to be in solitude. But when I'm in solitude, like, bro, like I'm a dreamer. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm constantly, like my sometimes my vision's too big for what I believe that I'm walking out. Right? Like, but I feel like in a healthy context, like man, taking those dreams that 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 we have and releasing them in a healthy way yeah and mm-hmm. and like like you said like a coping or a therapeutic um one good thing about music when it hits you feel no pain yeah mm-hmm. no I, that's not what i was gonna man, say man i love mm-hmm. that song but uh yeah it's it, bob marley gotta love it thanks for uh giving us the cease and desist by the way uh but no what i was gonna say was that um you know when we're when we're singing you know, we talk about breath control and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That goes back to those breathing exercises. Yeah. yeah. It's basically modulated breathing. Yeah. From so, the diaphragm. So when you're singing or even humming, you don't even have to sing. You can hum. Y'all don't even need to sing. Just Be- parade back and forth. <laughs> because what, what calms your, what calms you down is not only that resonance, that vibration, mm-hmm. yeah. but the fact that you're breathing in real quick. But you're letting it out real slow, so you really? get a whole verse out, and then you you do it again. So it has that calming effect, and you don't even know it. Yeah, for sure. Just like <clears throat> Buddy the Elf. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I love it, man. I just love music, and it's... No, it is, bro. Like, music... I was kind of, I thought about it today because we're at work, we kind of have like this language, uh, uh, class seven, whatever. But like music transcends every culture. Like you can make a song, like we can make a song and it doesn't matter what culture it is. All it is is like the people that vibe with it are the people that are probably going through the same thing or feeling the same way. Because like what you're feeling like a lot of times, like remember we were ta- I was talking about temptations earlier, but like, their original singers like bro like you you feel their pain mm. you know like or or the passion that he had for his mom like oh mother oh sweet mother of mine like yeah like I what keep crying yeah like how he can be in his feelings and uses emotions mm-hmm. like that's what i feel that's what resonates with me and then the other part like when eddie comes in and he's all like sweet bro like you know, like real, real high, and he comes in, and he's like, "I'm like, man, like dog, that just makes me feel good because mm-hmm. what resonates with me is Eddie's smile on the screen." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it just I, makes me feel good, bro. And then I remember, like, when I first watched Temptations, like I would watch these musical acts before we would go to school. Like me, and my brother Shylin, he lived with me when we were seniors. But, bro, like, we would watch Temptations and we would watch Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. And just those old songs, yeah, like, they make me feel good. They remind me of a place in my childhood when my stress wasn't as high as it is today. Mm-hmm. And that, okay, so that reminds you, okay, you, you heard uh, Girl Crush, right? Little Big Town? I, probably, yeah. So, <clears throat> I man, I love that song. But that song, if you listen to it, the lyrics, I mean, it's a woman. It's from a woman's point of view. But it's not so much what she's saying; it's her voice, yeah, and the way she's saying it. And man, it's just like it's just moving, right? Yeah, like I'll never know what it's like to be a woman uh, missing somebody else, and 
you know, I'm missing a man. But that basically, that's where the point of view it's coming from. Yeah. But the way she sings it, and the way the music is, it's just like wow. Like resonates. I don't, I don't have to be that. You know, I don't have to be exactly that thing to let it move. You don't have to be that exact thing to let it move you. Yep. Absolutely. Word. So I get the. So you don't have to be a woman. I don't have to be a woman to be moved. I don't have to be a woman to know what it's like to miss a man. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, is that what you got from that? I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> uh, next time I need to choose my words a little more carefully because that is so not what I was saying. But I guess, in all actuality, I, it's true. I don't have to be a woman to know what it's like to miss a man. <laughs> Did I said I, what I said. Did I send you guys that meme of Forrest Gump? Remember that scene? It says I'm I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Oh. But it says I'm not a smart man, but I know what snagging is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, man. You guys felt warmed up. <laughs> yeah. Hour later. Yeah. Hour later. Yeah. Sixty minutes later. And we're all warmed up. <laughs> all right, you guys ready to get into this? Let's go. Hold in. All right, cool. So, DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. It is Unspoken Words, episode 163 is in the house. And tonight we're going to talk about the 12th Wellbriety tradition, finishing up our year 12 month long series on the 12 traditions. And the 12 tradition states sacrifice to make sacred, respect and honor non judgmental. When the group has these, they must be given away to keep them. This will ensure the attraction of new members. Walk the talk. Uh-hoo. Um, so several things here. A lot to unpack here. It's like one of the longest traditions of all of them. Um, sacrifice. I know... In recovery, for me, I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice, you know. Got to sacrifice a lot of the instant gratification stuff. And got to sacrifice, like, uh, yourself in that I threw myself into service work, you know, for a long time. And, like, <clears throat> I knew when I had idle idle time. It wasn't good for me, so I had to I had to keep myself busy. So, man, I worked like 60-plus hours a week for like the first two years of my recovery. And I did like service work two, three nights a week during those first two years. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, my kids have gone to plenty of talking circles because they're <laughs> When I had my kids and I had to run a talking circle, they came with me. Um, but I was like, that was like a sacrifice that I was, I wanted to do. Initially, just because I was scared to go back out. You know, that was a huge drive right there. 
because I was scared to go back out. I didn't want to go back out. And so kind of like what Randy says a lot of times, redirecting that energy to recovery, that uh, no quit attitude that I had in my addiction that, you know, I'd walk, walk through a blizzard like five, six blocks to get a bottle and then walk six, five, six blocks back in a blizzard just so I could get my fix. I was like, okay, I'll do that um, for a bottle. I better be willing to do that for a recovery was the mentality that I had. And so that was like, for me, that was like the sacrifice piece, um, respect and honor, non-judgmental. I think that plays right along to the third well variety tradition. You know, everybody is welcome who is fighting alcohol or other abuses. You can't be, you know, judgmental of anybody that walks through them doors because we've all got dirt on our names. We all we all did some stuff. And I know I've done some shady stuff, especially in my addiction, and I don't want anybody throwing that in my face. I don't want anybody judging me for that. So I can't be doing that to whoever walks through them doors. Um, so that one, that part really resonates with me. So the giving away part, <clears throat> when the group has these things, we must be given away. The giveaway part, you know, that's just like with the native culture, we have our giveaways. Um, so that was all natural, you know, to have these things and you give some of it away to keep it. To me, that didn't sound that didn't sound like too far fetched. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I think part of that for me was like, I grew up in whatever function we're at, man. There's a giveaway, you know. I was just just seeing that growing up. <clears throat> um, last piece that I wanted to talk about to share on the tradition was that you know walk the talk. Um. And I think, like, too many times, like, I've seen, like, just growing up, people talking the talk, you know. And, but then they use that talk to manipulate people, they use that talk to get what they want. And so when it came to recovery, walking the red road, man, I was like, oh, I better make sure I'm walking, walking this talk. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to manipulate. I don't want to just go out and get what I want for me, you know, cause <clears throat> I want to help. That was my, my mission ever since the beginning. I've said it on here numerous times that that's my mission. It's still my mission today. I want to help. I want to help those struggling in their addiction. I want to help those that are walking the red road. I want to help those that, you know, have gone back out. Um, so in order to do that, for me, like, I I got to walk the talk. You know, like, I got to be journaling. I got to be, I got to be staying mindful. I got to catch myself when I'm falling back into my old habits. Um, when I'm starting to be manipulative, 
I'm like, whoa, better pump the brakes. I better go talk to somebody. I better go talk to my accountability people or my mentor and tell them that what I've been doing. Because I got to stay accountable to somebody. I got to stay transparent with somebody. And so walking that talk, I mean, it's not an easy thing. You know, I think I fail every day in some aspect of that. But that's where, you know, like I, the spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection piece comes in handy when you're on that road of, when you're on on that mission to walk the talk. Um, But anyway, I'll open it up to you two gentlemen and take it away. (laughs) Yeah, you're dead on when you say there's a lot of lot to unpack there but um you know i'll I'll just be like you and kind of go through it um you know starting out with sacrifice to make sacred and like you know to, there's a lot of things that we have to sacrifice when you think about it um and, and that goes everything from relationships to to your own ego um, and sometimes, you know, that's, that's, that's a difficult thing sometimes to come to terms with, like, but <clears throat> to be in that sacred space for yourself, for me, it's like, um, what do I have to sacrifice in order to stay on the right path? Or what do I, you know, what, what part of my character defects do I have to get rid of? Like, you know, there's like pride. We'll, we'll talk about that false pride I was talking about, you know, being proud of something you have no business being proud of. Um, especially when a lot of those ideas, they're just so ingrained in your, your subconscious mind. We're not even aware of it that, that um, to try to, you know, try to challenge those and get those out. It, it it takes a while, especially at first, because, you know, you have these beliefs in your mind and you think, well, that's, I mean, that's obviously your truth at that moment. And so, like, say, if I, I have um, low self-worth or low self-esteem, like, that's my, that's my belief. It's, it's ingrained in me. So if I try to say nice things about myself, that's not going to resonate. It's not, it's not going to be believable. Not at first. <clears throat> And so, you know, like to, to really challenge that and to really keep saying that and, and telling myself, yes, I am worthy. I'm a good person. I can do good things, you know, to keep challenging it over and over and over. And eventually, you know, your brain's going to get tired of having to put in all that effort and it's just going to rewire it for you. But it takes that effort. It takes that constant, you know, um, uh, the conscious effort for that to become ingrained in your conscience, you can rewire it, you can do it. Um, and then, you know, going into respect and honor being non-judgmental, and that, just like Josiah was talking about, man, that's huge for me because I, same sentiment, like I don't want people throwing my shit in my face. Like I can do that for myself. So to come into, you know, um, talking circles and, and being around other people who are struggling with addiction 
it's like I've, I've said this a thousand times too. It's it's I can't judge anybody because I don't have no ground to stand on. So, I mean, there's that, and and also, um, being judgment like trying to judge others and and, and criticize and say you know, uh, look, I guess pointing out the negatives all the time. Like I don't think that really. I mean, to, to me, that doesn't help me. So, I mean, I'm not trying to project myself on anybody else, but I would assume that that kind of has a negative effect on other people. I mean, obviously, when you're being judgmental to somebody who's already beating themselves up, it's like, man, that's not helping. And I'm, I got the same, that same uh, desire to, to help people. And sometimes, like, I, I, I get a little carried away with that. Like, I get to the point where I try to fix, but I can't. And, oh, man, I just want people to, you know, I want them to get it. and I want them to understand, but I know that that's not possible. Like, they have to do it for themselves. And I, because that's that's what I went through. Like, so many people tried to hammer things into my head, and they told me all the right things, and I knew that these things were true. And yet I still continued to use and I still continued to drink and I still continued my negative behavior. And so I, I have to understand that and I have to say, okay, well, when this person is ready, they will present themselves. And, but that doesn't stop me from, you know, like, let me plant these seeds. You plant those seeds, you know, it doesn't matter how dormant they are. When they start to sprout, when they start to grow, they will still be those seeds. Like an apple seed will always be an apple seed. When it starts to grow, it's going to grow that apple tree. Mm-hmm. So um, so I have to have that balance. I have to, you know, be aware of that that line where, okay, am I trying to help or am I trying to fix? And I, I blur that line just in my own, and, you know, and I, I'll say intention because, I mean, that's, you know, I, I just want to help people so much that, you know, my intention all of a sudden turns into a a negative thing. Not only, I mean, maybe for myself, I mean, I know for myself for sure, but that might have a negative effect on the people that we're trying to help. Um, because then it, it almost like, okay, you, it's almost like, okay, this person is going to take responsibility for what I'm doing. In other words, right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Like if if you're trying to fix all the time, and I think that's codependent too. I think there's that there's a, a codependent aspect into that into that type of uh, thinking. And then you know, um, and then we'll just jump straight to walk the talk. Like, man, I I, I don't always do that, and, and I go back on a lot of the tenants, like my behavior goes back on the things that that got me here got me to this point and i think a lot of that has to do with um you know you know we want what we want and we want it right now mm-hmm. right and and that you know i've struggled with that a little bit but at the same time with all that being said all that being put together i have to find that balance and i have to say okay am i okay 
Am I all right? Am I, am I all right? <laughs> Try, am, 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 am I okay? All left. I'm, I'm all right, right? <laughs> am I, what, how did I say that? I all right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but anyway. I'm am gonna, I all right? <laughs> am You're I all left because there ain't no right in you. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's like, okay, so yeah, doing that, that, um, that self, that self scan. That doing that self scan and 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 saying okay, trauma response. Because if I'm not in a good place, if I'm not in a good place, and I'm trying to help somebody else, then like I could be a detriment to that person. If I'm mm-hmm. if I'm exhibiting behaviors and actions that are not conducive to a healthy lifestyle and and being accountable and being, um, you know honest and open and willing then I could be a detriment to the people that I'm trying to help mm-hmm. right like okay then you, you don't have to you can make compromises and going back to you know um, self-serving goals like I want what I want I know what I want and I want it but at the same time you know having to have that balance and say well um in order for me to be able to walk that talk, I have to be good. I have to be good mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And then that, that will exhibit itself in the most positive way. And that's what I want to project to people who are saying, okay, well, maybe I should try it. Maybe I should try this sobriety thing. Um, but it, and it's not easy, like you know. It, it Josiah already took all the all the gems, as Randy would say. But you know, it goes back to that um, uh, progress, not perfection. And it's always going to be a work in progress. And okay, and I have to, and acceptance is the key too. Like I have to accept what things are and the way they are right now. And things are constantly evolving. Things are constantly changing. Things are are always, you know, like from moment to moment. All time really is, is one moment on top of another. So to be present in the moment is, is, is really, has been key for me lately. Like I have to be in this moment rather than going back to the past or projecting into the future and catastrophizing too. Um... I'm a firm believer, you know, one of the daily meditations says that we become that which we think about. And so if I'm having negative thoughts, if I'm having these, you know, um, doomsday scenarios in my mind, then I think I'm automatically drawn towards that. And I've been trying to retrain my brain to be more positive, like to, I guess, manifest good things. And that's where I, you know, I was going talking about, you know, retraining your mind because a lot of those things are ingrained in our system. Yeah. So I have to consciously make that effort all the time over and over. And that's what I've been doing every day. Okay, this, I'm not going to have those same ugly thoughts anymore. If I'm going to be using that energy, I'm going to take all that effort. Then why not switch to something that makes it positive, something that's good something that will eventually turn into, you know, my reality 
my my reality has to catch up with my thoughts and my feelings like my you know i keep saying you know perception is your reality and if i have negative things going on in my mind then that's obviously what i'm going to experience right mm-hmm. so to retrain my brain but it takes that conscious effort because it it's wired in there but if you do something over and over and over again, again, like I said, you know, your brain isn't going to like that. Your mind's not going to like that because it takes too much energy. So eventually it's just going to say, okay, well, here I'm going to write this program. So now we can go on autopilot. And then pretty soon you can't help but have positive thoughts about yourself, about your walk, about your, um, your, your experience in this physical world. And so, you know, walking, the talk it, it sometimes it you know and i'm coming up on a sobriety birthday here pretty soon and even after all this time it's still one of those things that i have to constantly work on so this whole thing really comes down to <clears throat> for me like how how am i going to carry myself to have the most positive impact not only for myself but the people that i'm trying to help and I know I kind of took the long way around, but I'll stop now because Randy looks like he's about to pass out. <laughs> no, no, I think, I mean, when you guys were talking about sacrifice at first, I was like, how am I going to, um, what's my angle on this? But when I think about like my early sobriety, bro, like, and Josiah touched on it too, like there were sacrifices that I had to make because a lot of me, like, loves that instant gratification, right? Like, I, I I wish I could find a shortcut to everything. And that's how I, I used to operate my life. But I looked up the word sacrifice, and the definition is an act of slaughtering an animal or person or surrendering a possession as an offering to God or to a divine or supernatural figure. Hmm. That's the noun definition. And then the verb with an object is to offer or kill as a religious sacrifice. But the one that I really loved was to give up something important or valued for the sake of other considerations. And it goes on to explain working hard doesn't mean sacrificing your social life. Mm. But when I think about it, like, man, I always thought, like, man, why am I in this position? Why do I keep coming to jail? Why do I keep getting in trouble? Why do I keep losing everybody that I love? Why do I keep, you know, I had all these whys, and I never pictured my life getting better than what it was. Mm. And I was just in a conversation today after work in between the pod on my way over here, and I remember saying like I never saw my life being the way that it is now you know I may not have a lot but at the same time I remember when all of our belongings fit in the front half of my suburban like me and my daughter and when I look back bro like there was a sacrifice because I understood in the beginning of sobriety that I was tired of living the way that I wanted to and and, and I say it again like I didn't come into this willingly, but because I was basically forced into sobriety, you know, like by the overdose and by being on paper time, like forced, like I really wasn't ready to quit my career of drugging and using, right? Mm. It took a sacrifice for me because everything inside of me, like, man, I had every opportunity available to me to relapse. 
to, to go back to the life that I knew previously. But when I looked at my daughter, I realized like the life that I wanted to give her, the life that I'm responsible for required a sacrifice on my part. That part had to die. Mm. And I remember thinking of like, okay, like, like even now, like people that bring out the toxicity in me are not the value in the value they hold in my life is not as expensive as my freedom is. That's why I always say like the most expensive thing I've ever paid for in my life is the peace of mind that I carry today. Knowing that my daughter's safe, knowing that she, she, and that's something that helps me today. Like in my morning routines, man, cause lately I've been, I've, I've told you guys before, like, <clears throat> man, I've been fighting for this clarity of mine. Like I've been fighting to not go crazy. It seems, yeah. mm. you know, like fighting for my sanity <clears throat> and how I do that has been journaling. How I'm doing that is man, like JC, you said it on a previous podcast. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, but you were like, you were talking about journaling and sometimes you don't even have a point. You just get all that ugly stuff out. Because that's what I do, but that requires a sacrifice. Mm. Because ultimately what I want to kill is the person that I used to be. I don't want that flickering. Especially the older my daughter gets. I don't ever want to consider or go back to how life used to be. Because Mm -hmm. what I have now is far better than what I had at my best Mm. back then. So that sacrifice, when I think about it, bro, like it, it, it makes absolute sense. Like giving something up that meant something to me. Maybe that was my reputation. Maybe that was the way I carried myself. Maybe it was the the freedom I found in the choices that I made, even though it always led to a jail cell. But when we come to sobriety, sacrificing not only your finances, but your time and your attention to the things that matter. Because a lot of times service work requires us to kill the selfishness inside of us. Because, mm. man, if we're being honest, and, and I know this is a safe space, I say that jokingly, like this is a safe space, right? We have all these listeners. <laughs> yeah. But like, we don't always look forward to going to the next meeting. We don't always look forward to going to the next place, but we also realize, like, man, like, this is what's keeping me straight. And sometimes mm. it is sacrificing our time. And, man, like, like I think about it, like, early in sobriety, man, you, you're talking, like, working 60 hours. Mm-hmm. And at times, like, bro, like, you brought your kids with you. But you look at the fruit of that decision that you made back then, mm-hmm. the fruit that you're displaying today. Your children know that you're about what you're preaching, mm. right? Like that's the thing that, that I think like the area of life that I'm in now is I pay more attention to the fruit than what people are saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because the fruit speaks for itself. <clears throat> You know, like, especially if we want to make an impact in our community. And I realized, like, man, like, wanting to make our 
my community better, the people that I impact, the people that the people that I influence, wanting them wanting to influence them in a way that's positive, to make a positive contribution to society. Mm. It requires a sacrifice on my part. Like, man, that old man has to die. He has to die because there was nothing good about the decisions that he made. The fruit that I had was bad. The fruit that I displayed in my previous life were were not good. Because now, it's almost like what, and it lead like all of this leads into the same place. Like, man, like wanting to be, like one of my biggest fears is my daughter telling me, you don't work out. Why do you require me to? Oh, man. Because, when, dog, like this stuff stings. I remember like three, four weeks ago, she told me that I don't cook. Mm. She's like, my daddy never cooks. And man, just that, like, bro, that stung me. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I felt it. Yeah, I laughed, but it stung, bro. You know, it stung me so bad that I went and bought a cookbook. Mm -hmm. And we have probably only eaten out once since then. You know, right now, because like my desire is to lead by example. Because I'm tired of seeing leaders when I didn't have sturdy footing preach something that they don't have no authority of. Mm. We preach things, but the fruit that we display is not what we're preaching. And that shows me that the person that's speaking hasn't conquered what they're preaching. Mm. So why do I want to sit or listen or take advice from somebody who hasn't gained authority over the things that they're conquering? Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get that because then that one hit too, right? Like, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. is like I'm not always walking that talk, but and that could be a detriment to other people. Yeah. You know, people saying, well, you know, you, you, I don't want to put myself in a box, but, you know, you're, you, you're supposed to be up here. You're supposed to be doing these things. Um, because if I start thinking that those kind of terms, then I think, well, okay, it is perfection. I have to be perfect. Mm, yeah. But I, and I know that's not true, but at the same time, you know, um, I also have to consider like exactly what you just said. Like why? Well, on one hand you say, why would I take the advice of somebody whose fruit or whose um, actions and, and, and the way they carry themselves is not lining up with what they're saying? Like that causes a dissonance or it could have the the effect of, well, if I'm doing what he's doing, I'll be okay. And I can still kind of, I can still toe the line. Yeah. I can still toe mm. the line. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And that's how addicts think. Exactly. How much can I get away with before they say something? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah how yeah. much can I do this before I get caught? Yeah. Just that manipulation. Manipulating ourselves. And then, like, you know, going to, like, respect and honor, like, being non-judgmental, and you hit it on the head, too. You're like, man, not being judgmental of people that come in, but also not being judgmental about ourselves. Mm. Because ultimately, we want to produce people 
we're basically discipling people, right? We're we're teaching them the discipline of what it takes to be a person that walks in recovery. Yeah. And that's what we're reproducing, our offspring. Whether we realize it or not, we're in a business of building people up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can't build nobody up if we don't have the strength to build ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we become what we preach, man. There's a verse in the Bible that really, that I love, man. It's become a life verse of mine. It says, you're a written epistle known and read of all men. Meaning it's how we live our lives that preach louder than what we say. Yeah. Randy used to be a drunk, but he don't drink no more. Mm -hmm. Randy used to be a drug addict, but he don't do drugs no more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that requires sacrifice on my part. That requires me respecting myself enough to not go into areas that I know are detrimental to where I want to become. True that. And like, <clears throat> I think that respect and non judgmental portion is reminding me of a, like early on in recovery, like I was in the rooms and I, whatever meeting I was going to that day, I went to a lot of meetings like all over town here and I never felt judged. I never, I always felt welcome. Yeah. You know, I always felt welcome. Um, and in there, you know, like the real ones when they, they start talking, man, and you like get something. Um, cause I was kind of struggling, not struggling, but it was on my mind, like forgiving myself. Yeah. And like one of the brothers he shared, he was like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I remember early on recovery, like I really struggled with forgiving myself. But he said, like he was like my mentor told me that God already forgiven me before I even asked, you know. And then that piece, like he said something like that, and I just remember sitting there. I was like, oh yeah, like I knew, I knew that. I think I know that, you know. I know that <laughs> God, God has already forgiven me, and I was just like, that was a good reminder. And I was just like, so since then, you know, it's been like a process of forgiving myself. And I think I'm in a lot better place, you know, eight years later, uh, forgiving myself for all the shady stuff I've done and said and whatever. Um, but it was that, it was that in that meeting when someone else was sharing their experience, strength and hope that I was like, that's right. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that God forgive me. Why? I mean, why did I lose sight of that? I was so fixated on what I did and how am I going to forgive myself? And, you know, kind of like in my head about it and wanting to throw a pity party. I was like, but God has already forgiven me. But it did, has already forgiven me. I was like, wow, that's right. So, man, that just opened the door for me to forgive myself. Yeah, bro. Like even in my morning, like my morning routines lately, like, bro, like, what I've been trying to practice is thankfulness and gratefulness and even forgiving myself for the things that I said and do mm. the previous day. Mm-hmm. For the wrong thought patterns. Yeah. Right? For thinking, for magnifying, like you were talking about, like, magnifying my problems, bro. Because I'm good at that. Yeah. But the reason why I connected with the people on the street was because I would not judge them. Right? Like, being in a real place with them, like, yo, like... Like, we can't, like, bro, because at the at the end of the day, like, I wish that everybody would see the recovery that we carry and want to be recovered, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the reason why we connect so much with those people is because we're being authentic. Mm-hmm. 
not those people, but there are people. You know what I mean? Like, like the reason why we connect with so many different people is because we're being true to ourselves. Mm. So, like, what I've been doing, along with the journaling, when I'm walking and, and, and being thankful, sometimes I don't feel thankful. But I understand that my emotions aren't the truth. I just feel that way for that moment. And the more I express my thankfulness, my gratefulness, the easier it becomes and the, and the more that negativity gets out of my system. I'm not saying that everything is peaches and cream, but the more mm. that I practice that, bro, like the more aware I become of, of the areas in my life that need my focus at that time. And one of the biggest things that I suffer from is negative self-talk. Yeah. Right? Like, man, I'm the worst. <laughs> I can criticize myself the most, like remembering things and being, God. Yeah. What the? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I did that. Like, bro, like out of the blue, like, man, God, Jesus. Like, for me, it's because I remembered something maybe shameful that I did. Yeah. Embarrassing that I did, or, or you know what I mean? But what I've been doing lately in my morning time has been like, man, Randy, you know what? I'm proud of you, man. I love you, Randy. Like, not in a bad way, but those freaking positive affirmations about how far we've come as a family, myself and my daughter. Mm -hmm. And today, the fruit of my sacrifice eight plus years ago Mm -hmm. is sitting in this very room today. No. We're not perfect by any means, but we Mm. have progressed Mm-hmm. You know, to to like, man, this year has been one of the hardest years for me. Oh yeah, but I fought for my sanity, mm-hmm. and I warred within myself mm-hmm. because I realized, like, I can't stay in the mindset of who I used to be. Yeah sacrificing myself daily like man like the other day i didn't want to get up and i woke up an hour late and i'm like damn i'm gonna be pressed for time now but the first thing i did bro like i didn't even brush my teeth man i threw on my suit man i freaking headed out the door Mm. and by the time i got my two miles done dog i just jumped right in the shower i was ready to go but i was in a lot better mind state than i was an hour before when i woke up Mm mm-hmm and sometimes, like, it's a literal battle, man. Like, that's what I'm, I don't know why I'm even going off on this thing, but, like, that's really, like, what I felt. Mm-hmm. Because to walk the talk, yes, we all want that, that good life, right? Mm-hmm. We all want a better life. But we're not always willing to go to war with ourselves. Mm. You know? Yep. You know, and and listening to you and and hearing that, you know, your process, it just kind of made me think that, you know, we are walking that talk. Yeah. Even though we all know that we're not perfect, we never will be. But at the same time, you know, to seek out or to be mindful of those, those negative things that are within us and saying, okay, well, I still have to work on that. And then taking that active effort. Like okay, we 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 make mistakes, 
and we do things that we're not proud of or we make the wrong decisions or we say things to people that, you know, oh man, I shouldn't have said that because that was kind of judgmental or, you know, whatever. And on one hand, you can say, oh, you're not walking the talk. But at the same time, if you are making that active effort to say, okay, that was a mistake. Now I got to, how can I, how can I fix that? That to me, now that I think about it, is walking that talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Confronting your own BS. Yeah, confronting yeah. your own BS and then, you know, and then taking that active effort rather than saying, well, you know what? Like, I, I can't do this. Or, they did this, mm, this, and this, and this. Or, yeah, either pointing your finger at somebody else or, you know, like, like you said, like, I, I'm, I'm worse at negative self-talk than you are. I just want you uh, to know that. <laughs> no, wanna I bet? didn't. Want to bet? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm a... No, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, so... You know, um, being able to recognize that and then say, okay, well, what's, what do I do? How can I stop from, you know, going backwards and rather than saying, oh man, you know, like Josiah was saying, throwing that pity party, Mm -hmm. because I'm pretty good at that too. It, it, It is though crazy, like, bro, like, and I'll take it away like this, right? Like you're talking about giveaway being cultural mm-hmm. but you think about it like the western society is like what can i get and what can i keep yeah but also i was reminded in a conversation today like man the way that our people were brought up the reason why a, a big reason why we don't have our language as prevalent as it used to be is because we had people because of their trauma guard and protect their language they protected it so much because they were abused for speaking it. Yep. So they kept it, right? Mm-hmm. And they hunt. They 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 held it tight, and they didn't want to give it away because that was a trauma response. Mm-hmm. But now dealing with those things and being like, man, I'm gonna take what little I have and I'm gonna give it away, because the more that I give away of my recovery, the more that I give my story away, the more that I give myself away the more I can contain. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, man, like if anybody wants to know how I'm doing, what I'm doing, man, I'm willing to become that open book for you because I understand in helping you reach a different level in your life, it will also propel me into reaching a different level in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like if you, you're, we're basically teaching what we just learned. Right? Yeah. Showing somebody there is a shortcut. It's just doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and going back to that, that sacrifice, there's, there is that sacrifice in there. Because, it, you know, our ego, yep. that ego part of us, Um, you know, you were talking about it earlier. You know, am, am I going to sacrifice my reputation? Am I going to sacrifice the way people see me? Am I going to sacrifice, um, you know, all these exterior things, you know, because we want to be, we have this desire to be liked and accepted and, 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 you know, part of something. Yeah. And in the past for us, that's always been using drinking and everything that, that entails all that negative behavior, that negative mindset, those negative beliefs. Yeah. But to be able to say, okay, I will, I am willing to give all of that up because, you know, when in the moment, when you, 
and you you know this from experience that we don't realize how dear we hold those negative beliefs to our you know in our heart yeah within our soul it's like um i think you were telling me you had the same experience in one of your treatments but that they said they had all these bottles and like they even had little baggies of white powder. I'm pretty sure it wasn't actual drugs, but yeah. And one that looked like weed. And they said, go up there and pick your, your drug of choice. And then, you know, mm. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tell it goodbye. Yep. And th- I didn't, at first I thought, you know, this ain't nothing like I could do that. But man, to hold that, that bottle and say, you know, to really like dig deep and say, this is how I feel about it. Yeah. That was tough, man. I know, man. I bawled my eyes out. Yeah, that, and so did I. Yeah. I, I didn't think, I didn't expect that to happen, but I did. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I, one of the first times, I really realized like how much I held that close to me, how much I valued that. Mm-hmm. But it's not only that; it's not only the 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 substance itself. It's that mindset that goes with it. Yeah, right. Like you know we. Like I was doing all these negative things, running and gunning, thinking, you know, um, this is how it's supposed to be. Some of your behaviors and and breaking rules and and, and you know trying to get away with stuff and yeah, without really no thought to how how much you hold that dear. Like, okay, why is it such a struggle for me to do the right thing mm. at first? that's because I hold those things dear probably because the people that I am associating with hold them dear too. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, birds of a, be- a feather flock together. So there's the, there's those kind of, um, uh, sacrifices that we have to make. And a lot of them, you know, especially as native people, a lot of those sacrifices are our family. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying you got to cut complete ties with them, but you definitely have to have those boundaries and you have to sacrifice that, that that idea that you won't love me anymore because I'm not doing what I used to be doing. Mm. We have to sacrifice that idea that I won't be accepted and loved. And that's the hardest thing too, because when somebody else is in their own negative space, mm-hmm. of course they're going to, you know, project onto you. Of course they're going to do that because they're hurting. Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to not take that personally. It's hard not to... Um, accept that, okay, if I'm going to um, make a positive change in my life, that I have to accept that this person is not going to see me the same way. Because, not because of me, but because of them. But we try to internalize, we try to personalize that. We try to say, okay, man, you know, if I, if I, if I do this, then Randy's not going to like me. I really love Randy and I need him to be my friend. He's my brother and blah, blah, blah. So, Maybe I'll just keep doing what I'm doing so then, you know, me and Randy will be cool. But mm-hmm. if I start doing something that, you know, goes against that, that what that probably what that relationship is based on, really, when you think about it. Like if I think about back on a lot of my, my friends, air quotes. Yeah. Like I don't, ha- I, don't, I don't even see those people anymore. Yeah. Because I'm not doing the same things that I was doing then. And at the time, it was tough because that that making that sacrifice, it was tough because that's what I was into. That's what I wanted to be. That's how I was, you know, I, that's that was our connection. 
That was the bread to your butter. Yeah, that was that that was our whole connection. But that was your peas to your carrots. But when you sever or when you make that sacrifice, you make those those self sacrifices. Okay, I'm not gonna be like this. I'm not gonna do these things. I'm not gonna act this way. I'm not gonna think this way. I'm not gonna. And ultimately, ultimately, it leads to you know I'm not gonna use or drink. Mm-hmm. Those people that were there with you when you were in the midst of your addiction, who are still in that cloud, in that fog. They're not going to be able to see clearly, but it's hard to not personalize that. It's hard to not say, oh, it's me. So that, I think that makes that sacrifice like, man, I got to, I got to. It does. I got to make, you, you got to make that decision, right? Mm-hmm. You do have to be decisive in making those decisions, right? Like, because especially like coming into recovery, like not only being honest with ourselves, but being, being honest with others. And like a lot of times, like, man, it makes you not be a popular person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, even now in recovery, like eight years and some change, like I sacrifice, <clears throat> I got to sacrifice some things to make sure my home life is good and I'm good. And like people resent me for it. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like this is where I've been at too. And like protecting my peace, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm not the one that's texting and calling, mm-hmm. you know how quiet my phone is? Man, mine's been quiet. Except for our thread that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been in this place, like, where since I'm not the one reaching out, mm-hmm. I, I don't got nobody calling to check on me. Mm-hmm. It's very few. Like, I can count on one hand the people that are calling and checking on me. Mm-hmm. Because any other time the phone rings is because they need something from me. Yeah. My yeah. time, my effort, my resources. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. That's why it's like, man, like in that conversation today, this person was saying like, man, the person that I care about is who am I to the people that I care about the most? Mm. Am I what I'm preaching, right? Yeah. Do they see me? Does Adriel see me as a person that loves the Lord? Mm. And really, at the end of the day, that's all that matters, right? Like this, everybody in here, like we're in constant communication. Mm-hmm. But beyond this room, as a leader, it's lonely. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what I was gonna jump on is that, that idea right there. That's scary. Yeah, yeah, that is scary when you think about it. Like, like it's. It, I don't want to use the word isolation, but that's almost how what it has to be at times. Like, I cannot be um, associating with people that are in a negative state. Mm-hmm. That's hard too, because you I mean you. Like I said, these some of a lot of these people we're really close to and we have deep seated feelings for them. Oh yeah. It's got to be like this, bro, like loving people from a distance, right? Like every relationship, I'm, not that it's about control, but how are we influencing those that we want to influence in a positive way? Mhm. But we have to make sure that we're strong enough. Yeah. Because we know the resistance that that part brings, right? Yeah. Like if this person is bringing out the most toxic side of me, then I got to Retreat, recharge, refresh, and when the time is right, my influence will be 
there, yeah. but I'll be strong enough to sustain it. Yeah, and it goes back to that saying, you know, like, we don't have to save everyone. We don't have to save anybody. Our job is to live a life that <clears throat> emulates recovery, the red road and stuff that it attracts them. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. That's red road teaching. And it's a lot of teaching with a lot of different, you know, that you live your life. You walk that red road, you walk the talk and then it's going to attract. That's exactly what my brother said last week, bro. Mm -hmm. Like when I was telling you guys about that conversation, like start preaching what you want. I mean, not preaching what you want, but like preaching your message and the people that are attracted to you are going to come. The people that think like you are going to come. Yeah. Right, because it is lonely. Like we have that popularity part. Like, man, like how come my phone ain't ringing? How come so and so ain't calling me? How come? And then when we really break it down, it's like, oh, because they don't need anything right they now. They don't want nothing. Yeah. And that's a mm, hard. Mm, mm. Oh, that's hard, bro. Mm. And and see, and it just goes back to what I was saying about that sacrifice, like to sacrifice that connection. To have to say, okay, you know what? That's that's what this is with this with 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 people around us. Like I I gotta sacrifice, um, you know, my idea that I'm, I guess, valued yeah. as a person, right? To to some people, I mean, not that they don't. You know, it's just that if there's, you know, if they're not on the same level, then they're always going to be, it's always going to be like that. So, you know, you to sacrifice that idea of, of, of that connection and that idea of, um, you know, being accepted. And when we, when we, when, when I think about it too, like, like I said, man, like a lot of my old running buddies i haven't heard from them in 12 15 years then when they do hit you up it's like do this for me let me use 20 let me use 20 give me a pen pal (laughs) i'm just kidding like all kinds of stuff right it's all these requests but that person doesn't live anymore right like that that should be behind us yeah right like that that person is trying to connect with who you were previously Mm -hmm. that's what i'm trying to say yeah 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 yeah. you know that person is trying to reconnect with somebody that doesn't exist anymore but and and again but like that person that that person that changed you know they're they're we have to be mindful of that too because it's easy to say all right then uh, how how much can i compromise yeah mhm whereas if you we have to stay steadfast in in what it is that we're doing and eventually hopefully by god's grace they'll catch up yeah no it just kind of brings me back right like remember when we all connected at the powwow uh-huh like the thing, remember when we went back and got those chairs? Yeah. And then when we came in, <laughs> and dog, we both got stuck by that concession line because of all the people, not all the people, but like the people that were happy to see us and talk to us. Mm. Yeah. You know? 
and that like for me it was those the the young like my daughter's homies and stuff you know like leaving their place in line coming giving me a hug random people coming and giving us a hug like coming and talking to us and then like man i have to realize like man those are my people like the people is like who i was there with right like and then also those people that ran up and like were pleased that i was there mm-hmm and I gotta stop concentrating on who's not there no more. Mm, See, there mm, you go, mm, right? Mm. Like, you know, because that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. Because what I'm trying to hang on to is who I think should be there. Yep. And that's yep. where I hurt myself. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Because mm. I mean, and when you think about it too, like, there's those times when you do feel like, man, I. It, I, I I need more connection. I need more people in my life. I need all this. But I heard it said that you are the average of the five people you associate with most. Mm-hmm. And so the people that you surround yourself with, that's going to be you. So if you see them doing things that you don't want to do, then you're just going to have to sacrifice that. But the flip side of that, and I'm glad you brought it up, was that, if you look and you you know you're open there are tons of people out there who are willing to walk with you willing to you know sacrifice with you yeah. willing to be there with you and say okay man like hey you know this is what we're doing and and so like to say that oh i'm alone you know because we, we all we we've talked about that before too like i'm the only one <laughs> Nobody knows. Just me. It's just me. And Why does this just happen to me? <laughs> that's, what, that's the one I was going to say next. Yeah, well, when we we have that tendency, you know, our addictive mind, we have that tendency to think that way, but it's not even true. Yeah, it's just that we are so focused on what we don't want to lose. We, it's we don't see the things that we are about to gain. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Reflecting and releasing. Yep, for sure. Is there any closing thoughts on <laughs> no. twelfth sobriety tradition? We passed the three hour mark. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, kidding. Got it really long winded no, tonight. No. <laughs> Hold on, world on. record tonight, three hours. <laughs> oh wait, I still got one more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, like, I think <clears throat> I was reading these uh, twelve traditions, reading through them the past few weeks, and like just kind of reflecting on them and going back and listening to their episodes on them and stuff. Uh, I guess the past couple months actually. And, um, but I like the way it ends. Like it says, walk the talk. Yeah. That's the way these traditions, so that's the last phrase in there, the last sentence. And it's like, okay, so they're right there. That encompasses all of this, the red road recovery as long as you're walking the talk, you know, you're making progress on that aspect, then all these other things like are going to take care of themselves. Yeah. You're just going to like do them naturally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and naturally and artificially and superficially, huh? <laughs> and metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> and spiritually. <laughs> With Miss Pendrick. <laughs> I never meant beat the boy physically. <laughs> I shall avert my eyes at the necessary moments. This <laughs> 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 is Hendrick. But what you know what I you know what I'd like to add to that too is you no know, walk the talk. Like don't use that to try to put yourself in a box and like you know hold yourself to such a high standard that you feel 
Like everything you do has to be. Personal. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because that's not what this is about. No, 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 no. Because like a lot of the well bridey teaching, man, very simple. And I think like some good words I heard early on, and even to this day, that I still like. Okay, I didn't use today. That's a win. Yeah, that's that's, that's you know that's succeeding. a huge win right that there. Succeeding, you know, eight years and some change walking the red road. That's my victory for today. I didn't use. All right, cool, man. I'm going to bed. Happy camper. Yep. And all the other bullshit that comes along during the day, mm-hmm. you know, you you don't have to take that around. Like, mm-hmm. That's something that I'm, you know, still working on, and that goes back to walk the talk. Like, okay, I'll work on it. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, but you know, I'm not gonna just say it. Like, I'm gonna make that active effort to say this is what this is, and I accept it for now. But now, I how do I how do I progress? Yeah, I'm not trying to make it perfect, but how do I progress? And trying to, because I think early on, even probably even before we even started talking about this, like I heard walk the talk, and that initially kind of put this idea of my mind that. You got to be perfect, mm-hmm. but that's mm. not what this is. You don't have to be perfect. You no. just have to make that progress, make that active effort to make progress and you'll get places. Yeah. But if you're trying to overanalyze, like, like if I'm trying to overanalyze every step I make and every stumble mm. and then trying to carry that around with me too, then that kind of hinders my growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does because because I go back to that you know I already said it I go back to that negative self talk I go back to that pity party I go back to that oh I can't do this but that's the opposite is true it's the exact opposite of that if you are making that active effort and that's all it really is you know if walking the talk is okay I am gonna put forth the effort and and eventually you you'll get to where you want to be but you got to. You know, it it takes it takes time and it takes that effort, mm-hmm. and it'll take your sacrifice. And it'll take your sacrifice, and those are those are tough. Yep. But the the silver lining to that one is, like I said, when when you shut the door on one thing, another door opens. Probably yeah. five or so, but we're so focused on the closed door, we don't see these ones that are opening. Mm. Yep. Hmm. And eventually, you know, if we if we're if we're doing right, if we're making that progress, and those people that you did leave behind, or those people that you wish were with you, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll catch up. Yep, and they could, you know. Yeah. If they don't, cool, man. Because like I'm always like, <clears throat> hey, I'm walking the red road. If you're gonna come walk with me, cool. If you don't, cool. I'm going to still walk the red road. Um, So, yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully our walk can attract people to the red road and want to walk, come walk with us, you know, come on to the red road and take off their moccasins. And wiggle your piggy toes in the grass. (laughs) (laughs) I saw, I saw LeBron James was on a beach. Uh huh. And they, Took a picture of his feet. <laughs> Dog, and then the other picture, like, they zoomed in on it. Man, his toes are, like, crazy, bro. Um, yeah. I should have freaking downloaded the thing and sent it to the group chat. <laughs> but, yeah, his 
Earlier today, I was telling my coworkers about it. That time, remember, I broke my toe with that cart. I was telling you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. And it split my 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 nail. But yeah. I, I was trying to say my big toe, but I said my thumb toe. <laughs> yeah, so I got a. Thumb that's toe. what my kids caught. <laughs> Is that what really? Yeah, that's yeah. ever since they're little, they caught the thumb toe. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I broke my thumb toe. <laughs> right on, man. We beat that one to death. Yes, sir. No, that was good, man. Y'all brought the fire, so I appreciate that. Um. I mean, and what I like about those, and I think we should probably revisit it again. Oh yeah, yeah. is that that our interpretation it will change? Oh yeah, yeah, based yeah. on how where we're at, you know. Yep. And I say, I mean, as well, I was going to propose like here in the new year, twenty twenty four, we go back to doing a step. Yeah. Each time, but we'll bring in a guest. So yeah. there's four of us speaking yeah. on each step. Sacred. Yeah, four. and then twenty five, we'll go back into the traditions. Yeah, I, I, I like that because, like I said, you know, we... Our, per- it, our perspective is going to yeah, change. Per- and we um, come up with new ideas and we come up with new, like, solutions. And, yeah, yeah. that's great. But And plus, you know, like, having more than one person, like, I got a lot out of what you guys just said. Because, yeah. I, you know, it, it's a different perspective and I didn't think of it that way. And then, like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. So, yeah. I already knew what everything you guys said. It was a good reminder. I'm glad you got there, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you guys caught up. <laughs> you guys are really growing. Here. <laughs> guys, growing a lot in three years. Man, I think this guy was a Pentecostal preacher in his previous life. I think so. About five closings. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, me? Oh, that's what I do, though. Yeah, I know. I, that's that's, that's just what I do. You so, see that, we just need a but, tent and mic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and a stage. In closing. Yeah. But one more thing before we go. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, hey, man, this goes back to the early days. Like, man, you get, like, five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, you get five minutes. That's it. Because, dude, I'll go. Because I like man, processing my 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 thoughts and trying to get them out, it just leads to more stuff. And man, I just don't shut up, dude. As I know, I'm glad you acknowledged that, man. So it begins in the mirror. <laughs> now you can start walking that tuck. <laughs> I'm glad you're catching up. <laughs> All right, man. That's good. You guys good? Yes, good. sir. All right, man. Hey, thanks for tuning in, man. Thank you to the pod, Gotti, and to your favorite Indian for bringing that fire as always. And to our. Whoa. Ha ha ha. And to our listeners all over Flatters. Lies. We love you. We appreciate you. And to our unspoken words, disciples keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. Ha ha ha. Remember, it's progress, not perfection. Uh ho. Now sit back, relax, and listen to 